We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Many countries with a rich and long history come with a darker side, as death and crime are inevitable. Scotland is no exception. And wherever there's death, eventually tales of ghosts and poltergeists are sure to follow. But one question is always ever-present. Do ghosts haunt places or people? Join us as we discuss two very different Scottish hauntings and help us decide once and for all. Welcome, ghoul friends and spook daddies, to this episode of Horror House. I'm Amy. And I'm Dob. And you have managed to find your way here all by yourself. Um, so if that is the only thing you end up doing today, be proud of it, um, because it's the only thing I've done today as well. Um, Dom, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I am That's good. true, by the way. I mean, I... All I've accomplished today is scoff leftover Chinese, so... Which is fine. That's a pretty good day, to be fair. I'm good. I've had, le- had my leftover Chinese. I finished watching Hocus Pocus this morning. Nice. Um, so I- I've prolonged Halloween just a little bit. Okay. I mean, it's always Halloween with us anyway, so... It's always I've Halloween it. in my soul. <laughs> I'm not ready. God damn it. Um... <laughs> But no, I'm good. I'm excited to uh, to hear about some some more Scottish hauntings. We're going back to Scotland. I do love, do love me some Scottish episodes. So. Me too. I'm very excited to hear some. I mean, more. I appreciate me saying that is incredibly biased, but <laughs> I, I like them as well. It just happens that like a lot of hauntings in the UK happen to take place in Scotland, so it felt like a good place to pick no, that is true. the two sides of this battle from. That what do you true. reckon? I'll, straight off the bat, because I'll ask you again at the end, but straight off the bat, what do you reckon? Do you, people get haunted or do places god. get haunted? Oh god. Uh, oh god. You are. You oh god. Are, oh my oh lord. God. <laughs> I don't know why we, we've gone here all of a sudden, but I sure. I don't know. What's happening? Um, it's tough because I not like you know obviously we're not massive believers so that's a trickier question for me to answer than someone who genuinely belong believes in in paranormal Mm -hmm. um i don't know because like i would look at like you know the amity of amityville horror for example Mm -hmm. let's yeah you know pin that out um if it happened or not is up for debate I personally yeah. don't think that it was genuine, but some people might. Um, yeah. And if it was a genuine case of the paranormal, then the fact that no subsequent occupant of the house has experienced anything would lead you to believe that it's the people who are haunted. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, haunted houses could be genuine, so it could be the house that's haunted it could be an abandoned insane asylum you know which has got imprints yeah. of you know horrendous stuff that has mm-hmm. that has sort of left you know traces of that behind so you could say that place is haunted so i don't know in a roundabout way 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, super long way of saying I don't know. Super long way of saying I don't know. Um, what about you? I don't know. I think if you look... <laughs> so I'm just going to start off with I don't know. Um, I think if you look at like a lot of cases plus a lot of entertainment around that sort of stuff, you know, like movies, examples, um, things like that, then generally I think it's more the place. Mm -hmm. Just because even Amityville, like (laughs) at the very root, you remember the name Amityville. You don't remember the names of the people involved and that's because the place was one person. And places aren't haunted forever. You know, mm-hmm. it could be that they're haunted for a certain amount of time and then the place is cleansed and then they stop being haunted. So yeah. I think if you look at it that way, it I'd be leaning towards places being haunted. But is that because people being haunted isn't reported as much and so many cases fall off sort of that because you assume it's things like, mental illness, demonic yep. possession. You know, there's yep. a lot of other things that that could be interpreted as, as opposed to just a place that's haunted. A place can't go insane, you know? Yep. So if you have multiple people going to one place and saying that they're experiencing things, you know it's the place that's haunted. Whereas if it's a person, you can blame that on so many other outside factors other than the yep. idea that a ghost is haunting that person, that maybe those cases just aren't that recorded because that's not what people assume it is. Um, so that was also a very long way of saying, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I think I would maybe go 70, 30 towards the place. Okay. If I, if you had to, you know, pin me down and get an answer out of me. Okay. Like I said, I'm excited to hear another spooky tale. We didn't do like a Halloween episode, um, no. per se um this year so this is sort of a not a halloween halloween episode but it's halloween-esque um yeah i wanted to do something spooky i wanted to do something that wasn't necessarily a true crime here's who did it and here's how long they got in prison episode i wanted to do something a bit a bit creepier um and like i say scotland was a good place to start because well i've been to one of the places that i'm going to be mentioning um And these felt like two good examples of here's a person that's haunted and here's a place that's haunted. And hopefully it will help us answer at the end that question of what what do we think? Um, Although I think we're going to fall into the trap of which one's more believable. But that's also, you know, that's valid. So (laughs) we shall see. Probably. Um, Sorry. (laughs) I felt like you had it before. Um, So... Obviously, it's been a pretty good week for for the pod and for us. Obviously, it's Halloween, or of course, you know, best, we're best still extending that. Um, it is still Halloween. Sorry, Christmas, bog off. Um, but <laughs> you know, that's, that's me, my spooky self coming out. Um, also, we've passed eighty subscribers on the YouTube channel now, which is which is pretty cool. Amazing. Um, and the podcast is two years old now. Um, for anyone who I know that I, you know, we we shared it on our stories and 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 all of that jazz. 
Um, but for anyone who doesn't know, Horror House is two. Um, and, you know, I know I mentioned it on the story and I know that we're almost 11 minutes into the recording and I'm still rambling on. Um, so if you want to skip past this, there are chapters like you can, you know, you can just yeah, go on by. Um, yeah, that's still a thing. Um, I just want to, you know, and, and I'm sure Amy would echo this as well. Um, you know, we, we want to say thank you for, for the support, whether you've been here, you know, when it was just me, whether you came on when Amy came on, whether you've been listening for a week, a month, whether this is your first ever episode. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we we do appreciate the support um we generally can do it without you and in, and we know that we mention it at the start of every every episode but we mean it um you know you guys support in any way you can whether that's youtube whether that's listening whether it's liking sharing recommending whatever it may be um and we're eternally grateful um for that amy doesn't know this i haven't mentioned this before um but before Amy came on, I was starting to lose the love of doing this. I found it a bit of a chore. Um, so to be honest, there's a very good chance that it wouldn't even got to episode 80. It's, you know, one of the reasons why I asked Amy to come on was because I was like, you know what? This would be more enjoyable if I did it with someone else. And Amy's the perfect person um, because we both like this stuff. Um, and... You know, in a way, Amy sort of extended the show um, because, like I said, there's probably a good chance that I wouldn't have got this far. Um, so I also want to say thank you to you, Amy. You know, I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else. I absolutely love recording with you. It's genuinely the highlight of my week. Um, so thank you for being here with me and thank you for, you know, for sharing in the moment. Genuinely. It means a lot. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't prepared to be this emotional. Um, but yeah, obviously, thank you. Thank you for to the listeners for being here and for supporting us, but also to you, Don, because I never would have thought to do this by myself. Um, and when you asked me, I thought, do you know what? I don't know why I haven't done it, but I wouldn't have wanted to do it with anyone else. Um, and yeah, I love that we're on episode 80. It's 80 of however many there are going to be in the future because I certainly have no plans to stop and I'm sure yeah. you don't either. Yeah. So we'll keep going for as long as we can, as long as people don't get sick of us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I, I love recording with you. I love chatting about the things that we chat about, mostly okay. because if I chat about these to normal people, they get really freaked out. So <laughs> yeah, so it's good to have someone to talk to about them. Um, but yeah, genuinely, you do so much, so, so much to make this happen. So I appreciate the hell out of you. Are you ready to hear about the first of our two cases of yes, hauntings? Absolutely. We'll just put them absolutely. under the broad banner of hauntings for now. Let's let's get spooked. Let's get let's spooked. Get I'm spooked. ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So our first story is that of the Socky Poltergeist. I think it's pronounced Socky. It's S-A-U-C-H-I-E. And given everything I know about Scottish pronunciations of place names, I think that's right. If I'm wrong, sorry, Scotland, it's not my area. But did, I think it, it's Socky. Did it have an affinity for... Did it just really like socks? 
terrible. Absolutely terrible. It was just worst joke. <laughs> like worst some joke poor, ever. some poor, some poor guy like goes into a sock door every day, and they've just been like rearranged. Yeah, no, <laughs> socky is the place. Um, and we're going to move swiftly on <laughs> so we don't linger too much on that absolute dog turd of a joke. Um. <laughs> You do know I brought you onto this show. I can, I can, you know, the first saying where like oh. people would be like, oh, I, I brought you into this world. <laughs> That's fine. You want to get rid of me, you get rid show. of me. I, I will stop right here. I will put down my massive can of monster <laughs> and I will walk straight out and you'll never know what the socky poltergeist is all about. Okay. Is that what you want, Dom? We've, why are we arguing? Why are we arguing? <laughs> This isn't how it should be on the 80th episode. While you choke uh, on tea. Uh, uh, we have fun. Yeah, sometimes at each other's expense. <laughs> um, the Socky Poltergeist, let's start again. Socky Poltergeist. Virginia Campbell was 11 years old in early November 1960 when they moved to Socky in Clackmannanshire, Scotland. Um, her father, James, had remained in Ireland to run the family's farm while Annie, her mother, worked in Dollar, which is a place, not a currency. Although it is a currency, but that's not what she worked in. Anyway. <laughs> I wasn't actually um, going to say anything about that one. So, Well, cool. you know, <laughs> you brought up the first one, so I thought I'd better nip it in the bud before we get, you <laughs> know, too out of, out of hand. Um, with the move from Donegal, Virginia found it very difficult to adjust to being with, which I think is probably understandable for an 11-year-old girl. Um She'd been parted from her beloved pet dog, which I think is probably the worst part of all also, of this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also her best friend. Um, so she was, you know, pretty uprooted at the time, obviously new school and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and was dealing with that. Although it didn't take her long to make some new friends and begin to to get a little bit settled in her new home. Um, the house that she had moved into with her mum was in Park Crescent. And belonged to Virginia's aunt and uncle, Thomas and Isabella Campbell. Um, Virginia shared a bedroom with her younger cousin, Margaret, who also lived in the home. So quite a few of them in the house. Um, they were settling well. All was pretty, you know, standard, given the, the big move. Um, until on Tuesday, November 22nd. So really not very long from when they first moved. Um, both girls began hearing strange noises as they lay in bed. They heard a sound like a ball bouncing off a wall, um, but they could not see anyone or anything to explain it. So they went downstairs to tell the adults. As they went down the stairs, the sound seemed to follow them um, down the stairwell until they got downstairs um, when they could hear it through the ceiling. Eventually, when they got into the room with their you know, collective parents, um, the sound stopped and the parents comforted them and told them that they should return to bed. Um, you know, it's all, all fine, all in your imagination. They went back up, as they were told, shortly afterwards, um, only to be frightened once more, this time by the sound of the headboard banging. Um, now, I don't know if this was their own headboard or a headboard in a different room, because there could be a very logical explanation for that, if it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took me I mean, a second to realise what we, you meant Yes, we, we won't talk about it. Um, but it's a sound like a headboard banging, so it's not yeah. necessarily a headboard banging. We, you know, we're fine. Yeah. We'll talk no, about yeah. whether or not your 11-year-old should hear you fuck. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to. I was about to say maybe the eleven-year-old wouldn't want to hear the headboard or rocking. To be perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal. I mean, um, she wouldn't come and knock in, but she probably wouldn't want to hear it. I mean, you might if you if you think it's a ghost. No, that's you true. might be like, oh god, that would what, be what is that noise? That would be the biggest <laughs> mood killer of the world, wouldn't it? <laughs> the funny thing oh, would be as well if she went in, she probably would just see sheets moving. So it's like, oh my god, definitely probably. a ghost, hundred <laughs> percent. There's no way mummy and daddy could be doing anything other than ghost hunting right now. Um, we never get to dance, and the one time we can, you come in here telling there's a ghost. Just go to bed. <laughs> God, dance the horizontal tango. The horizontal um, tango. <laughs> I honestly, I genuinely did not think the uh, the haunting of an eleven year old girl would somehow result in us talking about sex, but apparently it does. And Where this, I feel, is what after you know, however many episodes I bring to the table. <laughs> they moved to a different room um, because they obviously couldn't sleep with the sound of a headboard banging in their own room Um, but it continued until Virginia fell asleep um, at which point it stopped Um, scratching noises would frequently be heard in the walls and in the ceiling around Virginia whichever room of the house she was in Usually in a specific part of the house, it was usually the bedroom, but it did happen all over, you know, kitchen, living room, wherever she was. Generally, there was scratching from within the walls. Um, Which, you know, isolated wouldn't be too scary, I think. I get scratching in my roof a lot because I have birds nesting in. So yeah, I mean, wouldn't necessarily freak me. Yeah. And like you say, you know, there are multiple explanations for that that aren't. You know, whether it be yeah. birds, whether it be mice, whether it be rats, whatever it may be. Yeah. <clears throat> All of which are potentially problematic. Like, you don't really want rats either. But, oh, no. God you know, no. in comparison to a ghost, maybe not not terrible. <laughs> At least it's better than a demon. <laughs> right. um, in your walls. But unfortunately, that is not as strange as things got. Um, items would begin to go missing, only to appear weeks later um, in a completely different place. Um, a linen basket lid opened of its own accord and ornaments were moving around the house without anyone being near them. So they would fly off shelves and things like that without anyone being present. Mm -hmm. Um, Furniture too, bigger items of furniture, including chairs and wardrobes, began to move with no one near. Um, One instance of this happened on the exact same day that the, uh, sorry, the following Wednesday that the bouncing ball started so they had the bouncing ball on the tuesday and then on the wednesday furniture started moving across the room which is obviously you know an escalation just a little um thomas and isabella on that wednesday watched as their sideboard was moved several inches from its place by the wall um and then seemingly pushed back by some unseen entity so I think that's the part that I was, when I was writing this down, I was like, okay, that is quite freaky. Because if it moves a little bit, you're like, okay, that's weird, but not impossible. But if it moves several inches and then is put back almost immediately, that, yeah. it's not sliding, yeah, that's is it? harder to Because it wouldn't slide yeah. back. Yeah. So, yeah. that was a bit, bit odd. Yeah. That's, a bit odd. Yeah. It, it's harder to explain that away, I suppose. Yeah, exactly that. Um, 
very soon, word got around about the Socky, of the, uh, around Socky, sorry, of the haunted house. Um, and by this time, the family's nerves were really beginning to be frayed because they had constant knocking, um, loud noises, headboards, obviously not necessarily headboards, but something that sounded like that, and furniture moving a lot. Um, in some cases, the knocking on the walls and the sort of bouncing balls and scratching noises um, got so loud that the neighbours had heard it. So when questioned, the family had to say, look, we don't know what it is. We think, you know, we're haunted, um, which is how obviously word got round. At their wit's end, the Campbells enlisted the help of a local minister, a T.W. Lund. Um, he visited the house, but there was, by his admission, very little that he could do. Um, he looked around, inspecting the bedroom minutely, you know, looking for any signs of fakery, presumably, or any explanation as to why things were moving. Um, and they told the family that the knocks were coming from inside the headboard and from the wooden frame of the bed, although I don't know how that helped because how do you explain it? Um, he did also admit that he witnessed the linen box open, you know, the lid of the box that was you know doing its thing um but also that he watched it make its way across the floor of the bedroom only to then move back to its original position okay um by this stage margaret had taken to sleeping in so the cousin sorry um who shared virginia's room had taken to sleeping in the living room of the house because she had decided that it was only in the rooms that virginia was in that these things were taking place, so she wanted to be as far away from yeah. her as possible. Yeah. Um, Understandable. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I yeah. think I'd probably be the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit a bit mean, maybe, leaving her on her own to deal with it, but <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> I know there's some crazy shit going on, but you're on your own. <laughs> bit jam out. <laughs> i got to go. See you later. I'll be um, downstairs, though, if you need me. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah, that just, I'm going to come up and help, but I'll be downstairs. You just know. bang on the ceiling, not that I'll notice, <laughs> because that happens all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, after T.W. Lund, the minister, had um, visited, things did settle down for a little while, um, and Margaret was told that it was safe to go and, and sleep back upstairs. Um, however, when Margaret, on the first night back upstairs, was told to get into bed, the violence erupted even more. Um, further strange happenings occurred that following week um, with the sewing machine turning itself on and a vase and apple moving of their own accord um, across rooms and t seemingly targeting Margaret, um, as in someone was throwing them at, them at her, uh, which was a bit odd. Now, at this point, you'd be forgiven for thinking that this was a haunting of maybe the house specifically or maybe a room specifically mm -hmm. in the house. You know, it mm -hmm. seems to be focused around the bedroom. Yes, there's noises elsewhere, but they could all be emanating from the bedroom and just heard in other places of the house. Um, you know, the linen basket, all of the furniture that was moving was in that room. Um, so, you know, you'd be forgiven for thinking that. However, what is, I mean, even more odd about this case is that the entity seemed to have attached itself to Virginia as opposed to anything else, because wherever she went, it also went. Um, one day when she was at school, um, she sat with her arms on her desk and Margaret Stewart, not to be confused with Margaret the cousin, 
who was her teacher, um, happened to see her struggling with the lid. You know, you can picture the old-fashioned school desks, you know, the ones with the lids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your chairs attached to it, one of those. Um, And she asked what she was doing, thinking she was maybe being a bit fidgety and a bit naughty, um, and told her quite sharply to remove her hands from the lid of the desk. Um, When she did so, the lid suddenly flew open and began flapping before hammering down three times. Um, All of her classmates began screaming at the sight, um, at which point, to the reaction of all of that negative energy, the desk rose off the floor by approximately three inches before slamming back down. Uh, That's some hereditary type shit. Jesus. Right? (laughs) Is, weirdly, that is exactly where my head went yeah, when I right. looked at that scene. Also, oh weirdly, God. if you want to just, you know, connect all the dots here, I'm wearing a hereditary T-shirt. Huh? Oh. And you couldn't see that until that point, so there we go. Well then. Well Crazy. Then. <laughs> but no, that, it's, it's that all, is... It's all connected. <laughs> that is some, yeah, like, yeah, that just, I can picture that hereditary scene in my head, um, which, like, Granted, I didn't really think much of the film, mainly because I was just confused by it. Um, but yeah, that that was intense, that scene. Holy crap, intense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not an isolated incident. Um, other things happened while Virginia was in school. Um, another strange incident. Bear in mind that all of these things have taken place in the week following the 22nd of November. So she's been in the house about three weeks um, and then all of these things have have started happening. So we're on Monday, the 28th of November. Um, Mm -hmm. At this point, the pointer, which the teacher was using, you know, the stick to point to things on the board, began to vibrate and flew out of Miss Stewart's hand. She then reported that she sat down at her desk, the teacher, sorry, sat down at her desk and felt the table vibrating um, beneath her, beneath her hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although Virginia was close by, she was at her desk across the room and definitely wasn't touching either of those items. Um, but it did seem that she was unable to break eye contact with the teacher during all of that. Um, which, you know, is odd. Yeah, that's a bit unsettling as well. Like, I don't like... Like, I, I just find kids staring quite creepy anyway. Oh, God, yeah. Then, like, add the layer of, like, your desk is vibrating, and then you're just getting stared down. Oh, man. Absolutely. That would be, be, yeah, creepy. Too much. That's Too enough much. to make me change yeah. profession if I was a teacher. Okay. Or a good example of why I'm not one. <laughs> I'll um, be down the job centre the next day. Be like, yeah, yeah. See you later, mate. Uh, it's I'm, not going to happen. I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm why done. are you leaving your current role? Um, I'm freaked out to fuck. That's why. <laughs> because children. <laughs> because of spooky because ass children. children. That's why. The happenings weren't, you know, not having an impact on Virginia as well. Yeah, um, especially cool. after the vibrating table and you know teacher incident, um, she became quite hysterical, as quote all of the time the phenomena was appearing, um, which is what Doctor Nesbitt of the Tillicultry Medical Practice had said when he I stop it, stop uh, it. So, you don't even know why I giggled. Tillicultry is, is that why? What what made you giggle? Tell me. I. You know in Swiss story <laughs> where they're having the tea party 
I think it's I am Mrs. Film. Nesbitt. Yeah. <laughs> do you see that? Yeah, I do know exactly what you're talking about. I hadn't thought of that. Glad have I didn't. Seen, have you seen that hat? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I see it as Inappropriate. you said it. I was just like, oh, my God. It just popped into my head. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> seven was years of academy training wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my word. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Nesbitt, not to be confused with Buzz Lightyear's Mrs. Nesbitt, um, decided that it would be best if Virginia was sedated and sent home. But <clears throat> in spite of the sedation, um, the poltergeist still appeared. Um, the doctor went home with her to, to monitor her and make sure, A, that the sedation was working and B, that she had calmed down. Um, but what he witnessed obviously shocked him. Um, both he and the minister um, who had come before and, and was called to the house again witnessed the rippling of Virginia's pillow and watched as it rotated on her bed. Um, she was moved to a different house um, where Dr. William Logan, who was a colleague of Dr. Nesbitt, don't laugh again, um, visited with his wife and also another doctor because, you know, you just need to keep throwing medical professionals at a girl like this just to make sure it's not anything crazy. Of course. Um, but even in the new house here too, they witnessed the knocking, um, the scratching in the walls, and this led to the two doctors setting up a cine camera to capture the strange. Um, that night between 9pm and 10.30pm, Almost consistently, every five minutes, there were knocks recorded or furniture in the room was moved um, to, you know, it basically like it had been with the sideboard and the wardrobe yep. previously. Um, on December the 2nd, as these things tend to do when people are talking about them, the story hit the press. Um, the Aloha Journal reported that her aunt was once pushed off her bed when trying to comfort her. Bear in mind, she lived with her aunt at the time. Yeah. Um, and the sheets and blankets rose and fell of their own accord. <clears throat> um, Virginia was making moaning noises throughout that time as though in pain. Um, the journal also interviewed James Henderson of the Spiritualist Church in Alawa, who stated that he believed the girl had psychic abilities and he suggested that a, quote, responsible medium be taken to help her. I'm not sure. It's a responsible meek. That's what my question was as well. I assume <laughs> someone that isn't just going to bullshit the, f you know, that is like genuinely believes they have a connection to the other side and can yeah. help as opposed to wants to make money. That would be my thought. However, how you're going to find one of those when you're paying them, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, like this might be a controversial statement, but I, I, mediums i i think are just the crock of shit in, in general um it's difficult to argue otherwise sometimes isn't it yeah like you know and obviously i've only seen you know mediums on tv i've never met a medium and i suppose that's where i'm sort of basing that off um and i think if anyone saw like Derek akura they would probably be like yeah mediums are fucking bullshit um yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that like I don't know. I've I've never really bought into mediums, um, and and you know that being genuine and 
and them not just sort of seeing dollar signs when <laughs> when this situation comes up. But I might be wrong. Um, and maybe that's why it was a responsible medium. Nice. Maybe. Maybe. Um, the family being somewhat religious didn't take that advice anyway. Um, they decided that mm -hmm. they would give one more try um, to the clergy and, and in the hopes that that might help. Um, they set up another cine camera just to capture anything that happened. Um, and Reverend Lund, the original reverend that they called, as well as three other clergymen arrived and said prayers, hoping that it would help. Um, they sat with the girl all night, praying, making sure that she was safe. Um, and although some knocking and a little bit of the previous scratching did occur, that was all that happened. Um, and after that point, pretty much steadily, it decreased until by the following March, happier and generally now settled, the poltergeist finally left Virginia in peace. Okay. Um, that is our first case. Very much so okay. of a, a person being haunted. <clears throat> there is a theory um, that I think has actually now been made into a popular Netflix TV show. Um, of course. That it takes um netflix a... saw this and we're just like <laughs> yes <laughs> get that made now <laughs> yeah exactly that it takes a poltergeist 28 days not a poltergeist an entity a negative a... entity 28 yeah. days to attach itself fully to a human being um and for its sort of full ability as an entity to be known um, Virginia moved into the house on, I think, the, I think it is the 1st of November. And by the end of November, it had really ramped up. It had followed her out of the house. It had followed her to, you know, school. Other people were experiencing things as a result of it being attached to her. Um, and then after that point was the only point that the priests basically had an effect and were able to remove it. Yeah. So if you're one of the people that does think that the 28-day theory is very valid, then this definitely isn't a case that won't support. Yeah. Um, so I, I haven't watched 28 Days or whatever. Is it? Is, it, is that what it's called? Or is it like 28 it's, it's Days called, Haunted or something? Or? It's 28 Days Haunted. I have um, watched it upon the recommendation of a very good friend. And it was a recommendation that I now feel was a bit of a joke because it is terrible. Yeah, um, I haven't. But I haven't watched it. The, but I've the, the watched, theory's valid. I've watched. Um, I've watched a, a, a YouTube channel do a reaction to one of the episodes, um, and it was the funniest shit I've ever I've ever watched in my life. Oh, I, yeah. I need I need to watch the actual show that his well worth a was, watch was amazing. Absolutely worth a watch. Very entertaining. Um, definitely wouldn't call it scary, and I don't think it's going to go either way in either proving or disproving this theory that you know it takes poltergeist 28 days to do anything but definitely worth a watch and i only reference it because it's literally called 28 days haunted and that was yeah. the uh, the idea that i was referencing that's also a bit of a weird i find that a bit of a weird sort of like theory or thing that the the poltergeist has to build up for 28 days i think um the idea is that these entities feed off negative energy mm. and it takes that long because that's how long it takes for the fear and the hysteria to build up in a person you know 
if you just went in one day as a entity obviously I'm speaking from experience no um you know if you just went in one day and immediately started slamming all the doors slamming all the furniture and then used all of your energy to do that you're not going to be able to do anything else for a very very long time this is the theory and that person therefore is going to be scared in the moment but then nothing for a long time whereas if you build it up you can get to a point where if you are a negative presence and you want to attach yourself yeah, You can get that person so scared and so vulnerable and you build up your energy enough that at that 28-day point where they do become hysterical, you can latch on and you can yeah. you know, use that person to your own devices. Yeah, I think if we look at this timeline in this case, that is very much the case. You know, when she first there, there was a bit of scratching in the walls. There was the odd noise. Not too scary, but enough to put you on edge. And then gradually it starts building up. You start getting to a point where your furniture's moving in your bedroom. You're sleeping alone. You know, isolation is huge when it comes to being, you know, not necessarily possessed, but definitely haunted. Um, she was at that point that gave this spirit entity, whatever you want to call it, enough energy to then be able to follow her elsewhere, you know, yeah. to school. And by that point, as soon as she realized that she was no longer safe away from home, she's hysterical. Yeah. She's very scared. And as a negative presence, that would be your point where you go, right, she's ready. Let's watch. Yeah. It was only in this case that she was A, sedated, and B, you know, a lot of religious people came in yeah. with a lot of supposedly positive energy to maybe get rid of it. I'm not saying I believe 100% any of this, but I can see how the timeline plays into the theory. Yeah. Um Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that was at Ed and Lorraine Warren theory as well, if I remember yeah. rightly. That, like, yeah, absolutely. See, I, <laughs> if I was like an entity or a ghost or a demon or a poltergeist or whatever, however you want to class it, I would, I'd be one of those that's just annoying. Like I would rearrange, like I would rearrange the cutlery drawer and like I would move the knives from the far left to the far right um or i would turn the tv on and put it on a odd number for the volume because i know like for me who wants it on an even number that would that would annoy the shit out of me that that wouldn't necessarily bother me because i need it on a zero or a five oh no oh oh god no it has to be an even i would hate it if someone put it on odd um or like if they stacked mugs in a certain way i would yeah I would restack them in a completely different way. I would move the herbs and spices around. <laughs> so so your negative energy is annoyance as opposed to fear. Yeah. That, I, I that would, makes sense. I wouldn't like, you know, want them to run. I wouldn't run them out the house. I would just be like, you know, I would mix and match their socks. <laughs> Stuff like that. Leave some Legos upturned Leave on Leave some floor. Legos on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I could, I, that would work for me, to be honest. I'm not that easily scared, but I am very easily annoyed. Yeah. So that that would uh, that would work for me, yeah. um, but that's our first case, and that is very much on the air of it's the person being you know spooked, being followed, being haunted. I guess. Um, shall we take a very little break before we delve into a case of the place being haunted? Yeah, that's that sounds like a grand idea. Cool. I can don't get possessed dev- can... while you're away. I can devise my my plan to annoy people in the afterlife during a break. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you should have that plan ready to go already. You know, it should it should already be there. Um, I mean, I've cool. Got a few well, <laughs> in that case, have a little break. Grab yourself a drink or a cuppa or whatever, an apple that's been thrown across the room at you by a negative entity. Um, and we'll see you back here in just a few minutes. <laughs> that that apple you threw at me actually came in really handy. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I haven't had my five a day, so that's, I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, Steven. Hey, Leo. I love horror movies. So do I. I don't love that I have nobody to talk about them with. It sucks. You see something great, you tell your friends to go see it, and they don't have the time because they have kids and a job. <sighs> they have a life. Boring. I know. Imagine if there was a podcast where you could make your buddy watch a horror movie and under threat of death they had to, and then you got to talk about it, crack jokes, things like that. That sounds wonderful. What if we did it? We could do it. Under threat of death. Yes. So much death. So much threat. I love it. We could call it Spoils of Horror. Great name. And guess what? What? We've been doing it for three months. What? It's crazy. We're on all major podcasting platforms. You can search Spoils of Horror on all social medias. Come check us out. Hang out with us. Have a good time. Join us. If you dare. Dun, dun, dun. Dark Adaptation Podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Brianna, and our producer Dyson joins me while working the knobs. Our show explores all things macabre and mysterious. We're talking dark history, true crime, haunted places, you name it. While we typically dive into lesser-known stories, we do cover well-known ones too. And for those more, let's say, popular cases, we deliver so much information you're guaranteed to learn something new. And sometimes we're even joined by our guest host, Steph, who brings a cosmic twist to the show. Our other guest host, Paige, joins us every other month to bring us into the world of cryptids and folklore. Tune in every Monday for a new episode full of intrigue and entertainment. Dark Adaptation Podcast is available wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And next Monday, we'll catch you on the dark side. Welcome back. Um, to part two of these haunting tales from my ancestral homeland of Scotland. Um, we have spoken a little bit about what happens when a person is haunted. We are now going to delve into our second case, which is very much the case of a place being haunted and being a hive of paranormal activity. Dom, as a fellow hive of paranormal activity, how are you? <laughs> Do you um, want to hear the funny part of that? That was entirely unscripted. Uh, I mean, we we I'm good, this, right? This whole show is unscripted. What are you talking about, Amy? We don't. Oh have yeah, notes no, we, we never read, read notes. No, 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 we don't do that. No, 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 of course not. <laughs> this this is, is all coming fresh out know, of my brain. Exactly. I can talk about the whole John Wayne Gacy case without having to look at anything. It's it's quite amazing, really. I mean, to be fair, I probably could do that with a couple. <laughs> if if we did a Dharma episode, which we will not, um, because I I couldn't. But if we ever did, I probably could do that all off the top of my head and probably in order as well, which is the scary thing. I know okay. I know a lot about that dude. Okay. But um anything else, I'm basically an idiot, so can't. <laughs> I've never been described as a hive of paranormal activity before. Is oh, that a good you're thing? You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 
I've definitely been called worse um, this week, in fact. <laughs> so um, I would, you know, you want to call me a five of paranormal oh, no, I'll, That's absolutely fine. I'll take it. Like, I, I like to think that I'm a bit of a spooky person. So yeah, I, I, I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. My it was meant as a compliment. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I think. I don't really know what I meant, to be honest. Like I said, it was unscripted and fuck it. I just said it. Um, I mean, if it's unscripted, yeah. <laughs> if it's unscripted, then it's not a compliment because you would only compliment me if it was scripted. That does make sense. Yeah. It's Shit, true. you've got me there. It's, it's true. You've fully got me there. Yeah. That's, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is awkward. We're um, only nice when the cameras are rolling. Yeah. Yeah. All of that rage has got to go somewhere. <laughs> and, and the answer is the break. Um, <laughs> cool. So, are you ready to delve into our second case? Where if you were sitting through the first half, going, "Oh my god, maybe you're right. Maybe it is people that are haunted and not places." Then I am going to completely shit all over my own point with a completely opposing point. Are you ready for that, Dom? Are you ready to see me do a massive shit on my own point? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure I'm ready to do it, but... I mean, it, I, 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 shall we, are we going to have to get people to pay to see this? Do you, do you want me to just ask again in a slightly less aggressive and shitty way? <laughs> um, Dom, are you ready to hear our second case? <laughs> okay. Um, so just to be clear, guys, she's not actually going to shit on the case. No, um, I'm not going to shit. No. I don't do that. I'm a lady. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, great. Um, our second case is that of Glamis Castle, um, which is reportedly one of the most haunted places in Scotland. Um, Glamis Castle is, shockingly, in the village of Glamis, um, in Angus in Scotland. The current and only owners, um, the Bowes Lyons family, um, were awarded the land by Robert the Bruce in 1372 for services to his throne. Um, the Bowes-Lyons family, now the Earls of Strathmore, um, includes the late Queen Mother, um, born at the castle, and she also gave birth to Princess Margaret there in 1930. Wow. Um, so a little bit of uh, famous history there for you. Um, the castle itself is, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to dive into its architecture or anything like that, but it is beautiful. Um, when I mentioned at the start of the episode that I've been to one of these places, this is, in fact, the place. Um, it's absolutely stunning. So if you ever get the chance to visit it, I highly recommend go and see it. It's, it's very pretty. It's got some lovely gardens. It's lovely for a day out and for a little look around. However, however, the castle also has a terrifying side. Was was that spooky enough? Okay. Do you want me to do it again? No, no. No? Okay, good. That was top notch. She had the um, the wispy voice and everything. Good. Yeah, I was channeling my uh, phone sex voice, so hopefully that comes across. Um, the, num the number will be in the, in the show notes. Yeah. I, I like my men horny and scared. Um... <laughs> oh, what, a, what a way to be. Oh, sorry. No, wait. Scared. Correction. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Correction. I don't want to sound weird. Um, I like my men and women horny and scared. Um, just to clarify. Okay. So, <laughs> it has a more terrifying side. Um, you see, the castle is thought to be the home of more than nine different ghosts. However, 
um, with new reports of sightings and investigations happening all the time right up until today. Um, well, not necessarily, you know, today, but present times. Um, the real number is definitely up for debate. There could easily be a lot more than nine individual yeah. ghosts that are haunting Glamis Castle. The only thing that can be they agreed upon is that Glamis Castle is a hive of paranormal activity. Okay. Just like you, Dom. Could, could, could you say that there are 999 happy haunts? Don't sue me, Disney, please. I don't have the money to fight you. No, you take it. Take it back, <laughs> We don't need Disney on our asses. <laughs> I reckon we can take them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the chance of them hearing this are honestly slim to none. But if they do come by, we could, we could probably take them. Um, I'll take if, if there's a giant, if a giant Mickey turns up at my house, I'll take him. It's fine. I got it. Yeah, sweet. I'd pay to see that. To be fair, that would be a good show. Um, so perhaps the scariest and most frequently seen of the ghosts in Glamis Castle is the one known as the woman without a tongue. Um, not much is known about her history, but she is the one that's seen in the grounds most frequently, and the ones that people report and describe most accurately when she comes up she's been seen wandering around the grounds um pointing to her very badly wounded face which people describe as having no lower jaw and no tongue um she's also been seen looking out from a barred window within the castle um but and when you dig back through the history of the castle when you ask the family nothing is known about her um it's not clear who she might be or what may have happened to her to make her so disfigured. But like I say, reported a lot, a lot of people claim to have seen her or have felt her presence. Another frequently seen ghost is known as the Grey Lady. Um, believed to be the ghost of Lady Glamis, also known as Janet Douglas, um, who was burned at the stake for being a supposed witch in 1537. Her husband was John Lyon, or, you know, Lord Glamis, um, with whom she had a son also named John. Because, you know, when you go back that far, people are very imaginative and they just name their sons John forever because it's really confusing. <laughs> John, <laughs> Henry, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's they just weren't. like they look at their newborn baby and they go, do you know what? You look like your dad, as most people do when they look at their newborn babies. And then they immediately go, I better call you the same thing just to be safe. Yeah. But we'll say that you're Henry the Third to differentiate. Differentiate. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Or or Junior. Or Junior. You know, John Junior. Oh, um, just to junior. make things <laughs> even more confusing. And then we'll just keep adding Juniors until we're down to like John Junior 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 the Third. Um, no, that's ridiculous. Come on, Dom. We're we're better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she had a son also named John. Um, she was accused of poisoning him upon his death in 1528, um, but was cleared of the crime and was free to marry her second husband, um, Archibald Campbell of Skipness. However, in July 1537, she was accused of conspiring to poison King James V of Scotland and communicating with her brothers who were part of several conspiracies against the king. Oh, God. Damn it. God damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. You can't oh, conspire God, no. to kill the king. Damn. Oh, Isn't he going to come after us again? No, wait, they didn't make that, did they? 
What? Who made Rocky Horror? I don't oh, know. Whoever that they'll come it's after. It's on us. Disney Plus, but I don't think it Disney is on made Disney it. Plus. No, whoever owns it, please don't come after us. We're just quoting because we're fans. Um, <laughs> although the allegations were false, um, she was sent to Edinburgh Castle dungeon with her husband, um, who actually escaped but was later killed. So you know we won't worry about him too much. James could not fight, as in King James, could not find any evidence to convict her. So he tortured her family and servants in a bid to, quote, find the truth. Um, Obviously, that's what you do. Okay. Um, yeah. Janet was later convicted and burdened at the stake on the 17th of July, 1537, Castle Hill, Edinburgh. Um, In addition to her haunting Glamis Castle, where she is generally seen as a spectral woman, literally a grey lady, um, hence yeah. the name, Um usually in the castle gardens or sometimes on the stairs. Um, visitors to Edinburgh Castle may also meet her ghost as she's also known to visit the site of her death as well. Okay. <laughs> I can just picture um, King... Is it King James? It was King James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can just picture King, King James just like on a tirade, you know, against her family and, and servants and all that stuff. Um, you know, and they're like, no, like I don't know what this is going to achieve. And he's like, "Well, for the for the some of you may die, <laughs> <laughs> but this is a sacrifice I'm willing I'm to willing make. to make <laughs> for um, the truth, <laughs> for the truth that may or may not exist." Um, <laughs> also, don't sue us, Pixar. <laughs> no, we're getting. Su- I tell you what, if no, any not of Pixar, these DreamWorks. Ever listened, DreamWorks, don't sue DreamWorks. us, DreamWorks. Yeah, we'd be getting sued a lot if we got sued for every (laughs) quote we ever do. Um, So, Uh, so far, one place, two ghosts. But that is definitely not all of the ghosts, as I mentioned before, that have been up to nine. And we're not even going to cover all of the ghosts that are potentially there because it would just take too long. So I'm covering the main ones. I'm covering your most reported ones. So far, two ladies. And what would a good threesome be without at least one man? Um, I'm just going to let that hang for a minute. <laughs> That's what he said. Um, <laughs> one of the more yeah. infamous ghosts of Glamis Castle is that of Alexander Lindsay, the fourth Earl of Crawford, also known as Earl Beardy, which is just a great name. What? <laughs> I, I don't think it's actually related to a beard, but he's Earl Beardy. Because, I was about to say, yeah, like, please, please tell me he's called Earl Beardy but he either lacks a beard or it's just a really shit one. I mean, I don't know. I've not seen a picture of him, so I don't know if he's actually got a beard. No, he might be not, but yeah, funny. it's just it's just a cool name. Um, He was supposedly a cruel and twisted man who drank heavily. His presence has been seen and heard and felt all around the castle. Um, oh, reports okay. of children awakening in the middle of the night um, only to see a dark figure standing over their beds have also been noted. I mean, we're not going to say I mean, the word that begins with P. Okay, I was... he was a, you know... I was going to... I was thinking of one with the word... The word beginning with N. Oh, God, no. Oh, uh, no. yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it amounts to the same thing. The, the, um, Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Either way, old beardy... Yeah. Hangs around in children's bedrooms. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Bad Albedi. Yeah. Bad boy. Bad boy. <clears throat> Bad boy. Um, many people believe he is in a secret room in the castle. Um, by him, I mean his ghost. Um, yeah, yeah. In the castle, gambling with the devil for all of eternity. Um, I think the devil's probably got other things to do. Yeah, he seems quite, he's probably quite a busy man. I don't know if he'll have yeah. time to do that. He can't just hang out with Beardy all the time. You know, and I'm sure Beardy's got bedrooms. Come on, I'm not going to finish up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're both but... busy, okay? <laughs> yeah, like he's, 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 both, both have got many things that they need to be doing. Um, so it's a pretty cool gambling partner to have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't turn him down, no. but not forever. Like, I, I need, if nothing <laughs> yeah, else, I need to true. gamble with someone different occasionally, you know, that up my game. Um, the legend goes that <laughs> he was visiting the castle one Sunday night, and upon returning to his room, he was shouting in a drunken rage for someone to come and play cards with him, as we all do. Um, nobody wanted to take him up on his offer um, on a Sabbath, because obviously it was a Sunday, so you don't gamble on a Sunday, as per the Lord's word. Um, so he raged that he'd finally play the devil himself instead. Because if there's one thing we do know, it's that Satan will gamble with you any time you like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shortly after this proclamation to the house, there was a knock at the door. And it was a tall gentleman in a long, dark coat. Um, and he asked if Earl Beardy still needed someone to play cards with him. The Earl agreed to play the man. And they retired to the room in the castle, slammed the door shut, and proceeded to play cards into the night. We won't talk about the fact that some dudes just rocked up on your doorstep in a long coat and you've just gone, yeah, all right, then sure, why not? Come to my secret room in the castle. That's a whole, you know, it's a it different matter. It was the devil. He just, it was just a bit cold. He just needed a big old coat. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, if you've come straight from hell to Scotland, you're right. probably going to be a bit chilly. Right. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, there was lots of swearing and shouting coming from the room, which could be heard throughout the castle. Um, one of the servants looked through the keyhole out of curiosity to see what all the commotion was about, only to be blinded in one eye by a bright beam of light shining through. Um, the Earl heard the servant outside the door and rounded on him for spying. He, sorry, when he headed back to the room, the man believed to be the devil. Mm, sure. Um, in his long coat, um, had gone along with the Earl's soul. He was said to still be playing cards, okay. apparently in the secret room in the castle. And people that visit the castle report to hear his shouts throughout the castle to this day when he's effing and blinding because he's losing to the devil. When he's lost another hand. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, God damn it, I will beat you one day, Satan. One day. At some point during eternity, which, I'm, <laughs> if you're unaware, listeners, is quite a long time. Um, but yeah, I think this is just another reason that you don't let strangers into your house. Well, just don't do it. It's stupid, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, yeah, don't let people in, in long trench coaches in trench coaches uh, coats into your into your house. PSA is generally not a good idea. Yeah, exactly that. But, you know, having secret rooms in your castle is potentially always going to lead to trouble. Um, and the tale of Earl Beardy isn't the only tale 
that circulates around these rooms. There were lots of secret chambers in the castle, and there are other ghosts and stories um, that revolve around them. One of these being about the Oblivy clan. I had to really think about that when I said it, um, so hopefully I've said it right. Um, during a clan conflict in 1486, the Oglivy clan fled to Glamis Castle to seek refuge from the Lindsay clan's aggression against them. Lord Glamis welcomed them and told them to hide in a secret chamber. Secret chamber, dun dun dun. Um, however, however, as a friend to the Lindsays, the Earl sealed the door and let the Oglivies die inside. Sneaky, sneaky. Oh. It wasn't until years later that the skeletons of the Glivy clan were discovered after noises were heard coming from the now sealed room. To this day, visitors often feel extremely uneasy in this room um, and reports that people have gone cold, um, you know, felt presences and heard screaming in that room. Um, still go on, you know, to this day. There's a whole website dedicated to things that happen at Glamour's Castle, um, you know, frequently. Um, okay. So that was one of the reasons. And I think if you get locked in a room and starve to death in it, you've probably got quite a good reason to stick around and haunt people that go in it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be that, like, I would be particularly pleased. <laughs> like, no. I would be like, I've been sealed behind this wall for centuries at this point i'm pissed yeah. off yeah <laughs> can you imagine when they realize as well like they go into the little room they're like oh mate thank you so much for hiding us obviously they don't speak like this because a they'd have a scottish accent and b apparently i've gone full chav on them um say, but like, oh, that mate, again, cheers then. yeah for you know hiding us. Accent. absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not um <laughs> you know they get in they feel safe they're like oh you know, thank fuck, because Lindsay clan, you know, they, they've yeah. got mad beef, bruv. Yeah. And we're so glad to have a room. And then they turn around to get out and the door's sealed. <laughs> They're like, well, shit. <laughs> this has gone badly. Well, this didn't go according to plan, lads. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um... <laughs> has, anyone, has, anyone got, has anyone got some Uno? Anyone got any? <laughs> we could have at least brought Jenga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who's got the crosswords <laughs> yeah what should we die of first starvation or boredom um <laughs> i'll bring the scrabble <laughs> but die in the room they most certainly did and that is one thing that we can say for sure happened because the skeletons were found in them afterwards again secret chambers secret rooms there is a another entity that is known to haunt the castle known as the monster of glamis um Legend has it that the Strathmores, so the great, 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 no, hang on, wait, the great, great grandparents to Queen Elizabeth II, is two greats. I'll just make that yep. clear. Um, so the Strathmores' firstborn son, again, great, great grandparents, um, Thomas Bowles Lyon, um, was the monster of Glamis. Um, born badly deformed on the 21st of October, 1821. Um, records show he was declared dead on the same day. However, um, many who live in the area and worked in the castle believe that he didn't die and he 
in fact, lived out his days in isolation at Glamis. Um, the family keeping him out of sight because of his appearance and removing him as the heir, which obviously became easier to do if he'd been declared dead. Um, he was only allowed out at night for fresh air and to walk along the roof, the parapets, and in the grounds of the castle. Um, his ghost now haunts the section of the parapets known as the, quote, Mad Earl's Walk. And after his supposed actual death, you know, not the on the day he was born one, the one where yeah. he really did die, um, in the 1920s, his rooms were walled off. Um, no one was allowed in them. And they are still undiscovered to this day. So there's parts of the castle that are still sealed and no one can get into. And those are believed to be his areas. Um, again, he is seen as a presence, as an entity, um, as a severely deformed man or child wandering around inside the grounds um, and in the gardens, which was obviously where he was allowed out to take air. Um, I think that covers around about seven or eight of the nine reported ghosts. Yeah, um, the last one, I couldn't find out too much information on. Again, he's a lot like the um, the lady without the tongue in that not much is known about him. Um, but there is a small chamber boy who um, haunts the castle, is seen playing on landings, running up and down stairs, um, who supposedly died um, in the grounds of the castle and was the son of one of the servants that worked there. Okay. Um, but not much is known about him. Obviously, he was a servant as opposed to one of the family. So it wasn't generally reported and there's not too much. But people have reported to see a little boy and that's supposedly who he's supposed to be. So that's your nine ghosts. Um, other reported sightings have, you know, been there. There's There's been lots. Um, too many for me to, you know, delve into. Um, but I think what we can say is that this is very much the place. Yeah. Um, they're all centered yeah. in this one area. And these ghosts are all indiscriminate in terms of who they make their presence known to. Um, Glamis Castle has a lot of visitors and a lot of people have been, you know, told about the stories, have felt things, heard things, seen yeah. things that they can't explain. And there are a lot of reports from individuals, from professionals, from parapsychologists, from believers and non-believers of things that they have felt. However, we have one very unique perspective for this particular case. And I say unique because it comes from yours truly. Oh, of course. I have yeah. been. I've been to Glamis Castle. Yeah. Um, I have been in one of the secret chamber rooms. And what I will say is that it was a very warm day when I went. I was wandering around um, in, you know, a, a dress, and that was basically it because it was really hot. I didn't need anything else. And when yeah. I went into one of the chamber rooms, I did get incredibly cold and to the extent that I had to put a jacket on and I had to leave quite quickly because I, I got cold very, very fast. Um, I didn't hear okay. anything. I didn't see anything. I, I felt spooked while I was there. Um, I was there late afternoon into the evening, so it did get dark while I was there. Um, and there was a lot of a lot of other people there that believe things. Um, so I do believe that I could have tricked myself into thinking things had happened. 
But the one thing that I can't deny is that I had been warm all day. And then as soon as I went into that room, I was freezing. Yeah. And I, I can't, I can't deny that that happened. I had goosebumps. Yeah. I was cold. Um, I was slightly freaked out, but not freaked out enough to have goosebumps. So, mm, yeah. But okay, I'm still a skeptic. So maybe it wasn't enough. Ghosts, if you're going to convince me, do something yeah. more than make me a bit chilly. Full body apparition or I don't want. <laughs> yeah, or bust. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, those are our two cases. The second one, like I say, very much a case of the place. So, Dom, I will ask you again. I'll put you on the spot again, as I did at the start of the episode. What do we think? Are places haunted or are people haunted? I mean, now that I'm that I'm here with a a someone who's had an experience in the castle, I, I can't shit. I'm, um, I can't be like, ah, oh, no, that was that was bullshit. Um, <laughs> So, with when it comes to places, um, I, I think since doing the Winchester Mystery House episode um, with Leo and Stephen, shout out Leo and Stephen, we'll bring you back on again. Don't worry, I know that you're probably itching to come um, and to meet me. Obviously, and to meet you wouldn't be, of course. Um, but you know, since doing that episode. Um, and, and reading up on, on the house and stuff. Um, I, I think places, the thing with places is, you know, for example, the Winchester Mystery House has been labeled the most haunted house in America. It's been pumped that it's the most haunted house in America. It's been yeah. pumped that it's got all these stories. It's been pumped that people have had all these experiences and tour guides that give the tours apparently are, I don't know if it's like it now, um, but an ex-tour guide did say that they were told to focus on the embellishments um, yeah, rather than the truth of the thing. Um, so I've always so since then I've I've always, I've been like you know maybe there's a confirmation bias when it comes to places that market themselves as the most haunted, and especially if it's an old building, and you know people are told all these stories, and then if they hear a creak when they're in the house, if they feel a cold breeze when they're in the house, they're predispositioned yeah. to be dispositioned to be okay, so that was that was paranormal. Um so it it's a tough one though because the 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 stuff with you know the first case doesn't sound like overly outlandic, really. Mm. It sounds like pretty standard paranormal stuff. Um, so if I had to be like, which one is more, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Help me out. Um, more, that's the thank you. Um, believable, likely, um, genuine, whatever, whatever. See, now I'm thinking of it. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll I probably... mean, I'm not gonna like shoot you if you get the wrong answer. There is no wrong answer here. Oh, I know. I'm just curious. The th see the thing is our disposition makes this a little uh, so much harder to answer um you know if i was a full-on believer i'd i'd find it a much easier sort of task um but if i had to like give an answer 
um, I'll probably say that the first case sounds a bit more believable to me. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I think the answer is more likely to be both. Yeah. I think an entity could attach itself to a person. It could attach itself to a place. It could attach itself to a house plant if it fancied it. But generally, people in places have the most, you know, presence for someone and the most significance. So I yeah. think those are the two things that generally happen. Um, essentially, there's four answers to the question, what gets haunted, which is essentially the one we're asking. And that could be places, people, both, neither. So yeah. Yeah. if you came here today looking for an answer to that question, now you know how I feel anytime we do an unsolved case. <laughs> this whole episode was literally only to make me feel like how you feel when i do an unsolved case this it? whole episode that was the whole was me making a point <laughs> and on that note dom that, why don't you see us out this whole episode was you like i'm just gonna watch him squirm because that's all i do when he covers an unsolved case yeah pretty much <laughs> Yeah, there's no conclusion um, here. This was all foreplay and no climax. <laughs> um, We're all unsatisfied. And, and and I think, you know, you know, before I get to uh, wrapping up, um, you know, believers are going to have their answer. Skeptics are going to have their answer. If you're in the middle, you're also going to have your answer. Um you know, so I think a lot of it comes down to your your beliefs and your your disposition. But they're also really good stories. And I know we talked about this when we did the Amityville Horror episode. And I talked about it when me, Leo and Stephen did the Winchester Mystery House. And we talked about it when we did the Demonic Possession episode. Um, we love, everyone loves a story. And we all love spooky stories. So either way, it doesn't really matter if it's real or not because it's a fun thing to talk about so that's sort of how i look at it um but to wrap up um thank you for listening um i hope you enjoyed our spooky episode our a little bit later halloween-esque episode um because it's still spooky season got down um always 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 spooky season if you want to support our show, there are many ways you can do that. Um, can leave us a like on Spotify. Um, can rate on Spotify. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, please follow us on whatever podcast player it is you use. They seem to be bringing out new podcast players every week. So just every single one, just follow us on that. Um, as we have said, we will check. <laughs> Absolutely. Genuinely. <laughs> I'm making it my mission. <laughs> Everyone gets a DM. <laughs> Why have you not followed us on Pandora? <laughs> <laughs> just follow us. Um, we love just follow us everywhere. We do. We do. Um, if um like the what we do with the youtube channel as well and you enjoy watching us on youtube please subscribe to the youtube channel um 
as I said, we we are over 80 subscribers um, and could very well hit 100 before the year's out. Um, so, you know, that's pretty wild considering we've had the YouTube channel for what, two months, three months, something. Yeah. Uh, it's not been long. Um, Crazy. So keep subscribing, um, you know, like the videos as well, comment on the videos, you know, and join our little community we have over there. If you want to support us financially, there is the buy me a coffee link. Um, we will always uh, appreciate a cup of coffee um, or a donation um, because as always, we are struggling content creators. Um, so if you want to chuck us three quid, then please do, please do. Um, we, 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 we will be forever grateful. We will love you eternally. I won't. A three quid buys you like maybe half an hour of my love. And that's cheap. Well, I'll be forever grateful and I'll love you forever. It's fine. It's fine, guys. Don't don't worry about Amy. You've got me. <laughs> um, and also, there is the merch store. Uh, for those who don't know, we've added some stuff to the merch store. With the OG logo, um, Amy herself. That's it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to flip off the camera because that's just rude. No. Um, <laughs> but there is stuff with the OG logo. Um, Miss Amy has even got herself ready that is on the way with the OG logo. Um, so have a look. Uh, there's hoodies, there's stickers, um, put a new mug on there. Um, I've mocked up some button badges or some pin badges, whatever you want to call them. Um, so they'll be going on soon. Um, and to persuade you a little bit to, to, you know, twist your arm, it is 50% off the store, um, which is probably going to run at, at least until Christmas, um, probably into the new year, I reckon. And not only that, it's free shipping wherever in the world you are. So it's 50% Wait, right off. there, Dom. Did you say free shipping? Free, free shipping. Free, free shipping. Like, nowhere does free shipping. Nowhere does free shipping. Nowhere. Like, That's how much in, we love you. You could live in Timbuktu and you could get something shipped there for free. It might take a while. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, you won't yeah. have to pay anything. Um, so, yeah, if you want to support us financially, you can buy us a coffee or you can um, head to the merch store. The link is in the bio. Um, if you hit that link, automatically put 50% off for you so you don't have to put in a code we've even done that we've even done it so you don't even have to put in the code like, it's, it's just crazy like we it's just crazy. do too much we really it's crazy do. we really do we need to we need to do less yeah <laughs> i mean i've again this is literally the only thing i've done today so i can't do less but if i could i would oh dear um but anyway i'm rambling this wrap up is is painfully long um so until next time as always um stay spooky everybody stay spooky people yeah i really did actually i didn't plan on it being so inconclusive <laughs> but yeah I, I mean at least this way everyone's disappointed
And that's generally how I live my life, just after I mean, family. I was having a little crisis, to be honest, when you were like, right, Dom, what do you think? And I'm just like, ah. Let's not pretend it's the first time I've given you a crisis. I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs>